Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Again, hockey fans, are you ready to brave the wild? Once again with me, your host, Paladino Joey, a Wygen. Well, today is Friday, January 8th, 2010. That's right, 2010. So our second show of Brave the Wild here in 2010. And it is episode number 34 today. So Shane Knighty's number. Oh, goody. I bet he's real excited to hear that, isn't he? All right, well... The Minnesota Wild finally get out of their losing streak. Unfortunately, they lose two more, of course, until they get out of it. But beating the Calgary Flames to get out of the losing streak is a pretty cool thing, as all of a sudden the Minnesota Wild have the Calgary Flames number. Go figure. The team that pretty much had the Wild's number since about year three in the, their exist, in the, in the Wild's existence, the Calgary Flames have pretty much owned the Wild. The Wild owned Calgary the first two years when they were both at the bottom of the Northwest Division. But you get the idea. Wild struggling finally comes to an end, at least for one game, and it was a beauty. Four goals against Kippersoft, you gotta love that. So if you haven't guessed, we're going to review three games today, and of course the third one being Calgary. The first one, Jacques Lemaire comes back to town. The old boy is back in town, at least for one day. Wild lose that one 3-5. to five. That was Saturday, January 2nd. And the Wild have two days off. They head to Chicago. Oh, goody. Against a team that has absolutely, positively owned us the last year and a half. And they continued to own us on the 5th of January in a 4-1 to one loss. But on a back-to-back, the Wild head home from Chicago. Not too far of a travel there to defeat Calgary 4-1. to one. So we're going to review those three games to the best of my ability. And we're also going to talk a little bit of wild news, like we always do in segment number three. We're going to talk about how Brent Burns, well, they're not rushing him back from, dare I say it, I'm going to say it, yep, concussion, concussion junction. So, that always a part of things here in on Brave the Wild, concussion junction, that's just an ongoing deal with me probably for the next no oh, 10 years if I do this show for that long yeah you're gonna hear that bit <laughs> just because once it started it never stops so that's one thing we're gonna get into other nuggets along the way other numbers and uh, things like that along the way that'll be the main focus of the show um, Robbie Earls recalled we'll talk a little bit of that and other quotes and comments along the way. So you get the idea. So now we're going to really get into the games right now as soon as possible. And, of course, well, there's going to be quotes when the Wild play against Jacques Lemaire. 
Jacques Lemaire doesn't really shy away from talking, if you like it or not. Uh, I think he's a pretty entertaining guy. Other people may not agree. Oh, I would sure, I'm sure about 99% of you wild listeners out there do agree to that. Well, New Jersey comes to town. The first period was uh, not all exciting. It was a 0-0 first period. The Wild had a little bit of energy. They wanted to do something against their old coach. But, of course, the neutral zone trap prevented anything going, along with a goalie by the name of Marcian Biraudio, who, of course, is probably, at this point, you could say, he could, he, you could honestly say he, he, he might be the very best NH, uh, goalie in NHL history now. Believe it or not, he also has three Stanley Cups, and all of them are to his name as the full-time starting goalie of the New Jersey Devils. Uh, You haven't seen another goalie of the New Jersey Devils in quite a while. So congratulations to him. Jacques Lemaire in the all-famous neutral zone trap beat his old old club, excuse me. 5-3 victory for the New Jersey Nets. Aren't you excited? And Jamie Langenbrunner, yeah, he had had a, a hat trick. Yes, he did. Jamie Langebrunner from Minnesota. He's already 34 years old, by the way. The former Dallas star who had a nice run with them, won a cup with them. I believe he won a cup with these New Jersey Devils. Yeah. And you could, right now, you could almost say this New Jersey team is the favorite to win the Stanley Cup this year. You almost could say it, believe it or not. I mean, the pieces are in place, as Brett Favre would tell you when you talk, when he was talking about the Vikings back in June last year. <laughs> the pieces are in place, and uh, they are. Langenbrunner had two two goals on the power play, and his third was an unassist, was an empty netter, unassisted. Just had a breakaway. Uh, the Wild tried to get something done very late in the game. Uh, New Jersey had the advantage the whole way, though. Of course, they led two to nothing. Eric Belanger, who has been playing extremely hot, he has been red hot of late. Believe it or not, he's actually been scoring goals. It has been a beautiful thing to see. And here's something that's really funny. As you'd often hear from uh, hockey experts and stuff, hockey wonks and sources and all that good stuff, Jacques Lemaire, well, in his style, his coaching style, his defensive coaching style, you didn't really have to win the face-up. That wasn't one of the most important things in um, Jacques Lemaire's game plan, you could say. And the Wild have really, really improved on the face-up this year, folks. I mean, really, really improved on the face-off. In fact, they are the third play. They are the third. They have the third best face-off win percentage in the entire NHL at about 54 percent. Yeah, Minnesota Wild are third in the entire NHL in face-off one. That is pretty good stuff. In years past, they were probably about the bottom fifth or bottom like five teams in the entire NHL, pretty much during the Jacques Lemaire era. Yeah, guess what, folks? <laughs> New Jersey edged the Wild 27-25 to 25 in the face-off category. That's pretty funny. But one thing that Jacques Lemaire was also very, very good at, folks, and I mean very, very good at, was capitalizing on the power play. They weren't a dominant, the Wild were never a dominant scoring team, but on the power play, well, they, they, they often got it done under Jacques Lemaire and the New Jersey Devils. I almost said New Jersey Nets. That's cute. Mm, cute stuff, huh? This team's a little bit better than the New Jersey Nets, I'd have to say. I think I think hockey's a little more appealing in New Jersey right now <laughs> than basketball. But yeah, two of three on the power play. Wild were 0 for 2. The Wild special teams are not very good, folks. They're really not very good anymore. 
It's just, it's not been good. I mean, when you look at these numbers, because I'm going to get into them now. The Wild power play in the past, especially the last couple of years, yeah, they didn't score goals ever, but almost all their goals were on the power play, and they were in the top five in the whole NHL, which would shock a lot of people. You know, you think about that, the Minnesota Wild are one of the top teams in the NHL in the power play? What? How's that possible? Why isn't it like Detroit or, or Ottawa or Pittsburgh or Montreal? Montreal, not really. You get the idea Washington, you know, and Ovechkin or something, you know, somebody like that. Yeah, no, the Wild were like fifth in the NHL. Well, guess what they are this year? 22nd, 16.6% for the Wild, 22nd place on the power play. The penalty kill, the Wild, perennial champions on the penalty kill, perennial champions. They were number one. Last year, it was just amazing to see them in second place for an extended period of time as they started really coughing up power plays. They're 12th now, 12th place, not the same. I know this team is more fun to watch. You could you could argue under Todd Richards, but yeah, the special teams play is not what it used to be. It just isn't. Um, better personnel can come in, and it could definitely be adjusted, and we'll see what happens from there. But yeah, right now the special teams aren't so hot, but the, but at least the faceoffs are higher. Oh goody! And the record, well, it's about the same. The Wild are about a 500 team. Oh joy. Uh, this New Jersey game, well, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> it was an interesting game, I guess, but the Devils pretty much had the Wild. Every time the Wild had an opportunity going, Belanger, Koivu getting back-to-back goals, it seemed like Jamie Langenbrunner was the guy answering. Yeah, oh, goody. The only other guys to score were Dean McCammond and Jay Pandolfo. And that was pretty much the end of that. I mean, Rob Niedermeyer, of course, a very famous guy. He factored into this game. He was definitely a solid player. Patrick Eliash, always one of the main guys out there as well for those New Jersey Devils. The Wild did get a shorthanded goal. That was the Mika Koivu. And um, guys like Koivu, Miettinen, and Schultz are about as good a power a penalty killers as you're going to get. They were a huge reason why the Wild had the number one penalty kill for many, many years. And, yeah, getting a shorthanded goal, that's unbelievably rare for the Minnesota Wild. I mean, unbelievably rare. So that was definitely a good thing. And Brunette still leading the Wild in goals scored. Andrew Brunette is leading the Wild in goals scored. For the second year in a row, it is a 36-year-old leading the Wild in goals. That was his 13th of the year earlier. And the most common line you're going to see, Brunette with a goal, Zidlicki and Koivu on the assist. I mean, it is so common. It's unbelievable. Those three guys are the three best players on the Minnesota Wild, at least the three best skaters. And and it's not even close right now. I, I don't think it's even close other than, well, yeah, Martin Havlet has uh, stepped up of late. And, and he really has, but really for the whole season, if you want to be honest about how things are going with the Minnesota Wild, those three guys have been the best skaters on the team. And Nicholas Backstrom, well, I don't think he's an all-star this year. I really don't. When you look at his numbers... Good Lord. He certainly isn't, you know, la- almost all of last year he was in the top three in goals against average and save percentage. This year he's somewhere in the middle. He's somewhere in the middle to lower half of starting goalies in the NHL, at least halfway through the year. We're already halfway through the year, so those numbers are getting pretty important here. So that's an alarming thing that I'm noticing. I mean, I, I know the... the uh, 
focus on defense isn't quite the same, but they've had some really nice games as well defensively. Though this the past week, not so great until the Calgary game. So now we're going to move on to the next game. This was that Chicago game. Oh, it was a beauty. <laughs> it was a real beauty. Mm. Mm. So to jog my memory, yes, it was Tuesday the 5th. Tuesday the 5th of January 2010. January. Yeah, that didn't sound good at all. I'm not even going to come close to laughing about that. And um, Speaking of goalies, well, every time Josh Harding is in the net, especially against a good team, it's over. The game's over. And it's not because he's a sucky goalie, though you could argue he's having a very sucky season, Josh Harding. But this guy is cursed. I mean, this guy has some of the worst luck I've ever seen. And it certainly wasn't the Wilds' day in any shape or form. I mean, not at all. And you're going against Hewitt. Or Huey, I got I'm really sorry, guys. Huey, 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 Huey. One who is one of the top goalies in the NHL. No more Boulin Wall in Chicago. They don't need him. Huey has really emerged nicely. And I mean, he really has. Yeah, to think about the days when they had Jocelyn Tebow in the, in the, in the net. Definitely a below average goalie. <laughs> then they go up to Hobby Bolin and all the way up to Huey. It was just been fantastic. Mm. But these Chicago Blackhawks, this is a really, 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 really good hockey team. And it's amazing that they're tied with Calgary and Vancouver right now. What a log jam you see. When you look at the standings, it's, it's unbelievable. You thought there was competition earlier in the year. And by the way, folks, before I get back into the game review, because I figure I might as well just kind of get on to this right now. The Minnesota Wild really love being the 11th seed in the Western Conference, don't they? I mean, it seems like they've been there forever. They have been there forever. 45 points in 44 games. They are one game over 500 at 21 and 20. Uh, the poor start in the year. When you look at their goals for versus goals against, it is atrocious. 116 goals scored, 129 allowed. Hard to believe it's a team that's above 500 or anywhere near it when you look at that, those numbers. But it, it's the home record. It's the home record, but their last 10, they've only won four out of their last 10. It has been a, a struggle of late. In fact, they lost five games in a row until they could finally defeat the Calgary Flames on Wednesday the 6th. But before I get back to that, it is looking really tough. I mean, really, really tough. Remember how the Los Angeles Kings were destroying the Western Conference? Just destroying it? Well, they're the eighth seed now. And they're still a very good team. That tells you how stiff the competition is. The LA Kings are nine games over 500, only halfway through the year. Yeah. 53 points. They are eight points ahead of the Minnesota Wild. Making the playoffs is looking almost impossible, folks. It really is. It it really is. There's one only one of these eight teams that you know that you can see right here. The Wild have really had much success against. I mean, you could say Nashville as well. I'm sorry, but it's it's Colorado. It's Colorado. That's about it. Chicago? No. San Jose? Well, not really. Calgary? Okay, Calgary. My bad. At least this year. I'm so used to the Wild losing to Calgary that my mind's kind of lost. 
Phoenix all of a sudden has become a legitimate hockey team. They're the fourth seed. I can't believe it. Vancouver, the Wild beat Vancouver about as much as <laughs> about as much as they beat the New Jersey Devils. Absolutely never. It's ridiculous. And of course, LA. The Wild beat LA finally once this year. Oh goody. Mm. Boy, it is just You look at that competition, it is just it's really I can't <laughs> I can't see the Wild making the playoffs right now. That's my little mid-season report card for the Wild, you could call it, since that's right about where we are, maybe actually a little bit after it. But uh, I, <laughs> I I don't see it, guys. I don't see it. Some of you out there might, but probably very few of you. So let's move on to the Chicago game, which is just about as telling as it gets. <laughs> the Wild in Chicago, it is uh, it's just it's unbelievable. You look at all these players, you get Campbell. Hosa, and Hosa drives me nuts. Kane just looks like an absolute stud. Even John Madden's a nice player. Seabrook's a nice player. Versteeg is a nice player. I mean, it's just up and down. And, of course, Hueh, Hueh, who's a nice goalie. Marion Hosa drives me nuts, though, folks. He, is, he signs his 10-year deal. Now he's he's out and all that good stuff. Not having all that great of a year. Kind of a Martin, Martin Havlat type of numbers, right? Martin Havlat and Marion Hosa. They're both kind of replaced each other, I guess you could say, in a way. Um, yeah, Hosa replaced Havlat, and Havlat's kind of doing the same thing Hosa's doing in Chicago, if that makes sense. I guess it does. Oh, Martin Havlat did have an assist in this game, yeah, when the Wild finally decided to score after going down. Okay, I'm thinking about something else. <laughs> no, the Wild actually scored the opening goal of the game, God forbid. I'm thinking about a different game. P- forgive my daydreaming. I remember very well now. Kielmata <laughs> Andres finally getting his he getting his ninth goal of the year. He has been on fire on the goals, but he doesn't get assists. Though he, when he crashes the boards, he's got more as much ability as anybody to crash the net and sniff out those goals. And again, I apologize for that. I got, I got that L.A. Kings game on the mind because I was talking about the Kings extensively for a minute there. <laughs> my bad, folks, my bad. Don't be too mean now. But, uh, yeah, it gave us a little bit of hope early in that first period. But it's just the floodgates opened pretty quickly. When Just four minutes later, less than four minutes later, the game was already tied. And it's like, oh, goody. Halfway, between, halfway into the third period, Marion Hosa gets one of them. One of the luckier goals I've seen in a while. That was awfully frustrating. And on the Patrick Kane goal in the third period, there were players flying, sticks flying all over the place, the Wild just tripping in on each other. Kane, this was, of course, on a power play, just after a, just an imbecilic penalty, by the way. Just dumb. Just dumb. It's just It was just trash. Sticks flying everywhere. Uh, I believe it was Knighty. Shane Knighty just wipes out. Crashes, pretty much was crashing into the net. Falling over. I think it was his stick flying, but no, maybe another guy on the wild. I can't remember who it was exactly. Forgive me, I'm not, I don't record all the games in my brain. But um, that was pathetic to watch. Patrick Kane, it's just, he just faked everybody literally out of their skates. And <laughs> that was it. You, it's like, okay, yep, this game's over. It was 3-1 to one already early in the third period. But it, it's like, yeah, the Wild are only down by two. 
But the game was, was still over. It was unbelievable. And then, of course, Marion freaking hosted with his second goal of the year. That was even uglier. <sighs> that was an even bigger mess. Again, guys literally like crashing into each other. It's like, what, what's what's wrong? What's going on here? What's what's wrong with you guys? What the hell was that? What the hell was that? And it was... <sighs> it was... It was pretty pathetic, to be honest with you. So, I'm going to move on from this game. It was about as ugly as it gets. So now we can move to something extremely positive. I don't think too many people saw this coming. Now, Robbie Earl was called up. Holy crap, Batman! At this point in time, he returns back to the NHL. Very cool there. Very cool indeed. Welcome back to Robbie Earl. The Calgary Flames come into town. The Wild getting destroyed the mere night before against the Chicago Blackhawks and getting uh, just outclassed by the New Jersey Devils about five days a year earlier. It's like, yeah, sure, sure, we're going to beat Calgary. Yeah, it's a home game. We've had success against them a little bit this year, believe it or not. The success level has changed a little bit against this team. We're not going to win, though. You really think we are? Well, that was definitely the attitude when Ole Jokinen scored at like 90 seconds into the game. Ole Jokinen, who really? He's not been the spark for the Calgary Flames that I expected when they got him. You remember last year how I very quickly picked the Calgary Flames to win the Stanley Cup last year at the time that they got Ole Jokinen and Jordan Leopold and one other player that I can't remember. He was kind of a throw-in, but actually was a decent throw-in, though. He was a decent player. A Mietnin type of, you know, like a anti-Mietnin level type of player. Um, can't remember exactly who it was. Doesn't, doesn't matter anymore. I don't think he's on the team. Or is Jordan Leopold. Uh, Leopold, oh goody. But, uh, Jokin and Yell, that goal, making it one nothing just 90 seconds into the game, it was <laughs> pretty much, you pretty much expect something like this. But it ended up being quite different. It ended up being quite Different, indeed. And oh, did it ever. As the Wild score four four goals in a row. Only four minutes later, Eric Belanger, who has, I mentioned, been red hot the past two weeks or so. He's had about four, uh, about five goals in two weeks. And he's been getting assists as well. He's got about, shucks, he's got about ten points or so in the last three weeks, two or three weeks. He's just, he's been fantastic getting a power play goal, a rare power play for the Wild. And I mean real rare. Calgary only had two power plays in the entire game. Wild just playing really disciplined hockey. And they just flat out outplayed these Calgary Flames in a big way. They destroyed them in the faceoffs, 28-20. to 20, 35 shots on goal to 26. It was just a fun game for the Minnesota Wild. And they needed this in the worst way. And Andrew Brunette would tell you that in an interview on the Paul Allen show on KFAN. I mean, he'll he'll tell you that, just how badly the Wild needed this game. Um, and Brunette didn't even score in it, but he, he, was, he was a factor like he always is. But this was definitely the role player's night. It, it really was. The only quote-unquote star on the team that really factored in the scoring was Merrick Zidlicky with two assists. Now, Martin Hamlet got an assist as well, but... Zidlicky was a lot more visible, you could say. This just, it was a role player's night. Belanger, Schultz, Brodziak, Latendresse, 
Belanger again, you know, Owen Nolan, Cal Clutterbuck, Brasiak. It was just Brasiak with two points in this game. Lots of team, just a very nice team effort by this by this team, and a lot of the uh, the role players who don't always show up in the stat sheet got to on this night. Even though they do a lot of good things, guys like Cal Clutterbuck, Brodziak is just so good in the faceoff, and Belanger is a faceoff guy. He's also uh, his offensive numbers have been picking up. You can say what you want about Eric Belanger, but those offensive stats have been a beautiful thing of late. It's funny, though, he still only has 24 points on the year. It just shows how, huh, despite what kind of a hot run a guy like that can be on, still only 24 points on the year. That's crazy. That's It's very telling how limited the offense is on his team. I mean, Cal Clutterbuck, when you think about, hey, he's got eight goals, but he's only got 12 points the whole year. Mm, oh, goody. <laughs> oh, goody. I mean, Antti Mienten, and a guy who's been visible... Of late, he only has 19 points in 41 games. It's just, mm, you talk about bare cupboards, and yeah, there's bare cupboards in Minnesota, unfortunately. But it's the timely goals that matter. And on this particular night, they didn't even need a timely goal. They just went out and and, and won the game, period. And I really enjoyed what the Wild gave us. I mean, we, we, we needed it. You got the Timberwolves on the other side of the river, which is my side of the river. Not a good team. Not a good team. Now, I do a podcast for them, Timberwolves Explosion, but no, they're not a good team right now. <laughs> and um, you got a Minnesota Wild team who's been playing, who had been playing really good in December, off to a pretty, pretty icy, cold start, about as cold as the weather here, below zero in January. A game like this just absolutely was the key. And I know you could make the joke, hey, it's the Flames, that they heated them up, they heated they, they Got rid of the cold or whatever. I don't know. Cold streak. Okay, I'm not even going to go there. I'm already burying myself a, a hole real quick. But a beautiful victory for the Wild. Indeed. And uh, I know that Calgary Puck Radio subscribers that are subscribers to Brave the Wild. And this is a shout-out to you guys. And you are my second favorite hockey team. And it, it just was so ironic, though, when you see what happened. The Flames were on a five-game win streak. The Wild were on a five-game losing streak. And both, and somehow the Wild are the ones that win. Okay, I, I guess that's how it works, though, isn't it? That that usually is how it works. It's like go figure. The, the the really cold team that's not playing good right now is the one that wins. <laughs> isn't it always the way? Because they they have like a they have something to prove per se, and the other team gets a little bit uh, cute. Maybe some they've developed some bad habits during the win streak, and those bad habits all fall on them like a ton of bricks. All at once, and yeah, that's why all the wild role players were able to pretty much kick butt on this particular day. And uh, congrats to the wild there, way to go! So, I'm gonna get a little bit more into Brent Burns and the concussion junction deal, and mm, I just wish this would end. I I really do. As entertaining as the the little song can be, sometimes maybe some of you are sick of it. I don't know. I don't think I'll ever get sick of the song. I think it's fun. But uh, I am sick of the injuries and scared of the injuries, especially a guy like Brent Burns. So we're going to talk a little more about that right after this. And we are back here on 
Brave the Wild, episode number 34, which is always a reminder for iPod, Microsoft Zune, and other MP3 player users. Do check out Purple Mafia, Minnesota Vikings podcast, and of course, Timberwolves Explosion, the Timberwolves podcast. Check those out on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. Also, by the way, <laughs> Brave the Wild is available on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a pleasure. I normally mention that at the very beginning. I apologize. So also check out minnesota.nhlfansite.com. Do check that out. Minnesota.nhlfansite.com. We'll put a nice link to the show. Some of you may be uh, jumping in from there. It's Brave the Wild way up in the... Uh, there's a nice, he put a nice little uh, window for me over on the uh, uh, box, I guess you could call it table uh, upper left hand corner brave the wild right on top so thank you very much chris if you're listening that was real cool definitely has helped out this show very much so all right let's get to the the deal let's get to the topic at hand the minnesota wild are not rushing brent burns back from yep concussion junction not rushing him back from there. And uh, you can understand why. I mean, this guy, Brent Burns, is one of the cornerstones of this franchise. He truly is. The Wild have amazingly had pretty good success even without him. But when you consider if he was back in this in the Wild lineup and back in the defensive pairings, i got to think the Wild would be in better shape right now. Especially this losing streak maybe wouldn't have lasted as long. It wouldn't have been as uh, devastating. I mean, four out of the last ten games, the Wild have won. Yikes. That, that sucks considering how well they played in December. They played some pretty damn good hockey in December. So, we'll get into that now. Is defenseman Brent Burns missing from the Wild's dressing room and workouts since he suffered another concussion November 20th. Yes, another concussion. That was his... Of course, he's second within about a seven-month period. But, yeah, he regained his locker stall last week, and this week traveled to Chicago to join teammates on a one-game road trip. But don't look for him in the lineup anytime soon. Burns, who missed missed Minnesota's final 19 games because of a concussion last season, finally is working out, and that's a good sign for Wild fans. Mostly... He has been skating on his own, but following the Wilds' morning skate Tuesday at United Center, Burns went on the ice, and assistant coach Mike Ramsey put him through put him through the paces. Burns was on the trip to Chicago because his father was along as part of the father mentor outing for every player, and Coach Todd Richards said not to read anything more than that into it more than that. Excuse me. He missed a lot of time, and we're going to take this slow, Richard said. We're not going to rush and put him in a position where maybe we put him on the ice too early. Whereas last year, yeah, so that was the end of the quote there, but yeah, whereas last year, <laughs> Brent Burns flat out kept playing despite he had a concussion, and to date, you don't want to say the Wild deliberately hid a concussion, but you wonder, did they? Did they deliberately hide a concussion? I mean, I, I, that's one of those things. I, if you don't fire an administration over something like that, <laughs> wow. Uh, that's that's if if they deliberately hit it, wow. I hmm, that could definitely explain 
<laughs> why why both of those why both coach and GM aren't aren't back on this team right now. That that could definitely explain a part of it. But I'm not going to go into the accus- accusation business. But you just wonder, was it ignorance or was it deliberate? I I don't know. But at least in this case, it, it's the exact opposite effect, and he's being held out for a significant amount of time because it's just it's flat out not worth it, especially when it's the second damn concussion in about a seven month period. That's a long. Excuse me. What am I talking about? That's a lot. That, that's just. That's not a long time, folks, at all. And it's just so alarming. And in the game of hockey, concussions. You bell. You ring that bell once. It's a hell of a lot easier to ring it again. And it just. It. It really sucks. So we'll conclude that part. Also, as mentioned, yep. Yeah, Robbie Earl was recalled. He scored three goals in nine games already for the Wild. Just that's pretty cool. Recalled Wednesday before the. Home game with Calgary. He did get to play in that game. Earl, who's 24, has been back and forth between the Wild and Houston of the AHL, where he had six goals and six assists in 25 games. But um, not bad indeed. Not bad. little thing from Greg Zanin here. This was an interesting bit right here. <laughs> Zanin was victimized by a 180-foot clearing attempt during a penalty kill that sailed into the net above and behind Chicago goaltender Cristobal Huey. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. A fluke occurrence that led to a power play in eight seconds before the Hawks' third goal. That was when <laughs> that was when Patrick Kane got that power play goal to put the Blackhawks up three to one. That was just humiliating. He literally just took the puck. And that's when I mentioned all the players and sticks went flailing everywhere. It was it was it was beautiful stuff for the Wild. Just didn't made them look real good. <laughs> but yeah, Richard's little comment: "You can give Greg one thousand pucks," he said, "and he'll do that one time." It's just that's pretty bad luck, isn't it? One out of a thousand, and of course that was the one. Oh, well, goody! Isn't it just beautiful? you got to love the Wilds' luck, but hey, the Wilds weren't going to win that game anyway. So I guess, fine. If that's the one out of 1,000, I guess we'll take it on a, on a, at a time like that. Because the Wilds weren't going to win that game. They just weren't. They just weren't. So that's the end of that deal. And, well, I'm going to give you a few contact details now. As I mentioned, Brave the Wild is available on thesportstuff.com. And we would like you to join the message boards on the sportstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner of the front page of the website that says TSS Boards. Do click on that. Sign up for those boards. You can be a part and uh, vote on some of the polls we like to have in the podcast section. We'd like you to join the NHL section and uh, interact with me. Paladino Live is my name on the sportstuff.com. It's very simple. As I mentioned, just click on that button and click on the register and uh, that's about all there is to it. It's 100% free and 100% fun. But, oh, it doesn't end there, folks. It just doesn't end there, does it? The phone lines. The phone lines are, are a lot more fun even than the boards, to be honest with you. Though we would like you on those boards. We would like you as a part of the community in, a, in the worst way. And it doesn't cost you a dime, so please do it. Uh, but the phone lines is definitely a way to be a part of this show. Verbally. or <laughs> it'd be It'd be a beautiful thing. And 
All you got to do is call in 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877. Mention you are calling in for Brave the Wild. It is, of course, a voicemail, so do treat it as such. State your comment, question, shout out, whatever it is. You will be more than welcome on air. Keep it to about a minute or two. Leave your name in town, and there you go. That's all there is to it. And you'll be played on air with me, Paladino Joey Owijan, your host of Brave the Wild. And, uh, well, the Wild have a very fun game tomorrow. Very fun indeed. Saturday the 9th of January 2010. The Chicago Blackhawks come to town. Aren't you excited? Mm. Well, it's a good team and it's a classic old rival, but mm, I, I, all I can say is I just hope the Wilds home, <laughs> the Wilds home success that they've enjoyed this season in a big way. As of course they are thirteen six and one at home. If they can continue their home success. It'd be a beautiful thing if the Wild could finally beat the Chicago Blackhawks, who are 21 games above 500 and are the number one seed in the Western Conference. And they probably are the best team in the... Right now, they're the hottest and best team in the whole NHL right now. It's a it's a really scary thing. <laughs> it really is, these Blackhawks. They they just might win. I mean, I, I think this team is going to win a Stanley Cup in the not-too-distant future. And I mean really, 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 really soon, folks. Really soon. But you never know. It was surprising the way they collapsed in the conference finals last year. It it, re- it really was to me. But enough of that for the time being. It's going to be real interesting. So that's the deal tomorrow with the Blackhawks come to town. Pray that the Wilds' luck changes. Maybe they'll get the 1-1,000th one, 1, chance of a, of a victory against the Blackhawks. No, it isn't that bad, but... <laughs> Hey, if we're going to get a 1 out of 1,000 with a, with a goofy uh, puck clearing by Greg Zanna, maybe we can get lucky with a victory against the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> that might be all. Or it's just it's just you fans out there. It's it's up to you, I guess. It's up to you to be that, to be that uh, sixth skater to lead the Wild to victory tomorrow. So, though I'm sure you're listening to it, so you could say today. It might be today, uh, Saturday for you. Probably will be. Um, but other than that, hey, just hope for the best, and we will talk to you soon. It's going to be an interesting week, schedule-wise. It, it really is. You get Pittsburgh, Vancouver, St. Louis, and, and Phoenix over the next several days here. Um, the Wild have had success against Pittsburgh. There's no doubt about it, but still, a very dangerous team. They're the defending champs. Vancouver and St. Louis, oh, boy have had almost no success against them. So let's just hope the Wild can at very least be 500 in these four games, Chicago, Pittsburgh, Vancouver, St. Louis. That I'll probably be reviewing in the next show because I usually do these on Friday or Saturday. So you get the idea. Hope for the best here, and we will talk about those games next week. Take care.